You are listening to the Free to Be Mindful podcast, which provides bite-sized tips for busy parents, educators, and anyone working with kids. These real talk conversations focus on mindful living, mental health, and personal growth, helping all to learn, grow, and inspire with mindfulness in mind. I'm your host, Vanessa De Jesus Guzman, educator, licensed professional counselor, entrepreneur, and mom. I'm passionate about helping folks live life with peace of mind and ease of heart while not losing their, well, you know, here we go. Hello and welcome to episode 148 of the Free to Be Mindful podcast. I hope that you're feeling good, looking good, and doing better in this world than you were yesterday. So my friends, we are still in May, which is Mental Health Awareness Month. And Free to Be Mindful, of course, is not only the name of this podcast, but it's also the name of my private practice located in North Jersey. Free to Be Mindful across all levels and platforms is committed to promoting mindful living, fostering mental and emotional well-being, and facilitating personal growth, not only for kids, but also for young adults in college and for moms. Our mission is to empower people to cultivate emotional intelligence, strengthen relationships, and experience life with a greater sense of peace and ease. Through our various offerings, we strive to inspire individuals to develop a deep understanding of themselves and their surroundings and to navigate life's challenges with clarity, compassion, and confidence. We believe that by fostering a culture of mindfulness and talking about it simplistically and keeping it real, that we can create a world that is more peaceful, equitable, and fulfilling for all. And talking about mental health is as real as it gets. And make sure you're listening here. I want to make one thing clear. And yes, that's said in my best mom voice, because I really do wish that everyone understood this. And that is that everyone has mental health. Yes, everyone. Because just like everyone has a brain and a heart, sounds like the Wizard of Oz there, but I hope you're following me. Just like everyone has a brain and a heart, everyone has mental health, just like everyone has physical health. Now, speaking of physical health, just because you don't go to the doctor doesn't mean that once in a blue moon, you may get a bad cold, achy knees, an infection, a virus. We all experience these things that take place in our physical health. And my friends, the same is true with our mental health. I'm sure that at one point or another, sometime in your life, you felt a lack of perhaps self-confidence, or maybe you felt extreme worry or anxiousness about something big that was taking place, or perhaps you were so sad that it was hard to find joy in everyday things. We all face these types of hurdles. Or maybe we've had experiences that impacted our way of living, and we may struggle with intense feelings of sadness or intense worry or guilt or internal battles that we don't speak anything about. Perhaps we experience setbacks that cause us stress or, again, extreme worry and environments that might challenge our belief or comfort zones. And then there's a part that comes after, the healing part, which can look very different for each and every person. And all of this can impact not only our mental and emotional health, but sometimes even our physical health, myself included. 
According to the World Health Organization, there are around one in four people worldwide who experience a mental health issue at some point in their lives. Found an article that said, these issues can have a profound impact on individuals and society as a whole, leading to lost productivity, reduced quality of life, and increased healthcare costs. By destigmatizing mental health care, we can encourage more people to seek help when they need it and reduce the burden on individuals and society. So, my friends, to put it more plainly, take a moment to think about the last time you lost someone you loved. Perhaps it was a bad breakup, or maybe it's a person who actually passed away. Were you able to concentrate at full capacity? Were you able to perform your best at work or at home? Were you thrown off your game a little? A loss of life definitely impacts our mental health, even if just for a few days or sometimes for quite a while. Your demeanor or state of being doesn't need a formal diagnosis for you to know that your mental health is being impacted. And once we as a society come to accept this more, then we do the work as a whole, which is needed to be done to decrease the mental health stigma. Because if mental health challenges have such a huge impact and affect so many of us, it only makes sense for us to create a safe space for everyone. But despite this all, mental health continues to have a stigma. And sometimes this comes from making fun of things that we really don't know enough about. Or sometimes it comes from how we see it dramatized in the media. Other times, it's simply because we don't know what we don't know. I remember once someone told me, so if you're saying I'm diagnosed with depression, is this something I'll always have? And it's a valid question. And my answer to that question is that knowing how we define something is important because we know how to name it and how to treat it. However, and a big however, we don't need to let a label define us. Because yes, some people may battle depression without an end in sight, it seems like. And others may be in a funk for a month or two, and they're able to use their learned strategies to climb out of that funk, so to speak. But sometimes our learned strategies aren't enough, and we may seek professional help, perhaps from a licensed therapist, or perhaps from a psychiatrist who may need to prescribe us some medication. And just because we do either of those two things, or if we turn to any other type of help, it doesn't mean that people should look down on us or think less of us because we choose to see a therapist, for example. We instead should lift each other up by acknowledging that they're doing what they need to do to help themselves in the moments of need. So my friends, for Mental Health Month, let's join together to remove the stigma and fight for a safe place for everyone. And this can start with educating ourselves on what mental health is and why it's so important that we take care of our mental health just as we take care of our physical health. So to join this fight, before we even get to creating change, we must start by asking the important question, why? Why is there a stigma with mental health? And sometimes there are just misconceptions about what mental health is. And talking about these things sometimes may make us feel uncomfortable because the stigma does exist. 
So for example, starting off with the way that we view ourselves, we may believe that struggling with a mental health issue makes us lack in a certain way or makes us less than. Perhaps it makes us feel like we're not good enough because of how it can be regarded negatively. So for example, we may think that because of the sadness or issues that we're going through, that we will be looked at by less than our peers or coworkers, et cetera. And sometimes we get really worried about this, especially when we start to compare how somebody's dealing with a similar or perhaps the same situation and how they are reacting or responding to that situation much differently than we are. That's where the mental health stigma exists. There's also these societal expectations because mental health might not be fully understood. And we might feel that what we're going through will affect how others will view us, whether it be a partner or a colleague, a mother, etc. So to dive into creating safe space, we must first remove judgments. We must remove judgment, doubt, shame, and any other negative emotion that we tie into what we feel. Because a lot of the times we hold that additional weight of these emotions, and that makes it harder for us to talk about mental health. And then there's also the labels. We think that by talking about our struggles, we're labeling ourselves as incapable, and therefore we're creating a perception of ourselves that we're scared to confront. We're hard on ourselves most of the time for these natural feelings or insecurities that we may be fighting instead of being kind to ourselves and making room for progress and for growth. So keep all of these things in mind. It's important to reframe our mindset of mental health and understand that the first step in getting help and creating a supportive community is removing the stigma in our own hearts first. And one of the things that can help us pave the way for understanding is taking some time to recognize the signs and symptoms of someone who is struggling with mental health issues. So we can ask ourselves, what are mental health issues and what are common signs that we can look out for? Now, there are, I don't know how many diagnoses there are found in the DSM-5, which is the Diagnostics and Statistical Manual of Mental Health that psychologists, social workers, counselors, psychiatrists, and depending on the diagnosis that some doctors also use. So there are so many diagnoses and so many ways that they can be presented. But I'm just going to name a few of the signs and symptoms of some of the diagnoses that are most common. So some signs and symptoms can be physical, like fatigue, reduced appetite or increased appetite, lack of sleep or too much sleep, body pain. Then it can also be emotional, like feelings of sadness, guilt, anger, random outbursts, anxiety, and worry. And know that not all these signs have to be visible because we've all been there. Like the days that we put on a smile and just push through to get through the day, or maybe it was an experience that was way too difficult for us to even speak about so we've kept it to ourselves. Or maybe we're going through a period of time that's taking a toll on us, but we haven't experienced the proper time or healing space to deconstruct what it is that we're feeling, which is why it's not noticeable. So know that these signs and symptoms, while they can be physical and emotional or mental, certain traits can be masked. So it's important to check up on each other because we're all human and we all have days where we're fully not ourselves. 
And know that again, these signs vary by diagnosis. Also know when we're talking about children from teens versus adults, the same diagnosis can look extremely different in a child versus a teen versus an adult. So make sure you keep that in mind. And of course, it varies by person. It varies by personality and by a person's level of resilience and past experiences. So know that changes in our physical practices and moods can sometimes be indicators that we're struggling with our mental health. But the biggest thing to keep in mind is if you see someone's basic level of functioning change after something has taken place, and if they're not able to do the things that they once did to the best of their ability, it's worth having that conversation. And of course, remember that some people can carry stress really well. But remember, just because they carry it well doesn't mean it's not heavy. It's important to take care of ourselves and of each other each and every day and do a mental health check-in for ourselves and for our loved ones. Also, recognize that despite the things that we struggle with, our mental health struggles and the impacts that they have on us, despite those things making us feel lonely, it doesn't mean that we are alone. So don't be afraid to talk about it, whether it's with a trusted partner, a family, friends. Allow yourself the time and freedom to talk about what you're feeling and to release the burden of taking care of this all on your own because you don't have to do it all on your own. Not all of our problems or experiences are meant to be battled alone. And we shouldn't feel guilty for needing someone to talk to. And if you are on the receiving or the listening end, really take the time to mindfully listen without distractions or without listening to just respond from your personal experience. Really listen to listen. And you can even ask the person if they just want a listening ear or if they want feedback. And if feedback is requested, don't be afraid to suggest that maybe they should seek out a therapist for a bit. Because remember, even if people turn to us, remember, we are not all licensed professionals. And even if you are a licensed professional, you are not their licensed professional. And this is really important because sometimes we do need to turn to the professionals, again, myself included, whether it be a therapist or support groups, online resources, etc., all of these things can offer you a safe space and give you personalized guidance and the support you need to navigate what you're going through. And there's a lot of resources, I'm going to name a few now, that I will also put in the show notes for you so that you can have access to them. There are hotlines, namely 988, which is a suicide and crisis hotline available in both English and Spanish via phone and text every single day of every single hour of the entire year. In the state of New Jersey, there's also crisis mobile response and perform care for children. So you can call 877-652-7624 and someone can be at your home within one hour to help you de-escalate a situation and they can provide in-home resources or help guide you on your behavioral emergency pending on the situation. There's also the Trevor Project, which provides 24-7 help specified for LGBTQ youth. 
They're available via text by texting 678-678. They also have a phone line and chat box on their site with trained professionals on the receiving end. So again, all of these resources will be included in the show notes, which you can check by going to my website, freetobemindful.com backslash podcast. Or if you're listening on Apple, you can just simply swipe up and the notes are below. And remember that although we may be strangers to each other, we do have collective experiences. The discussion doesn't have to start or end with just the people you know. You can find a supportive community that might understand based on similar experiences. Just understand whether you're looking for a licensed therapist or whether you're just looking for a support group. And even though support groups may be run by a licensed therapist, I'm thinking about my Amiga Moms membership community. So even though, yes, mental health professionals are running these support groups, the real mom talks or events, if you need therapy, individual therapy, that's very different by just attending a support group. However, sometimes doing things in community may be the first step through the door to get the help that we need. So learning and sharing perspectives in a big community sometimes can show us that what you're feeling is valid, and it can also validate the fact that there's always a road for getting better. So remember that destigmatizing mental health and creating safe spaces for us to truly hear each other out can start with talking to trusted individuals or supportive communities. And a message to us all, regardless of where we're at in our path of healing, is to find ways to implement self-care practices and to improve mental health and to reduce burnout. Find things that protect your peace, that bring you happiness, that healthily motivate you. Some of these things can be journaling, affirmations, reading, art, watching a show, starting a new passion project. If you follow me on social media at Counselor V. De Jesus, you know that what brings me joy is yoga or the Peloton, and I don't do any of these things enough, or salsa dancing. So I really try to squeeze those things in to take care of myself. And sometimes, yes, we do need to carve out that space, but think about how you feel after you do the things that you love. We want to hold on to that feeling more so. So we have to create and carve out the spaces to engage in these activities more so. Sometimes these things could be physical exercise, going for a walk, working out. They can be maybe a night out with family and friends. Maybe that's what you need to clear your head. Or maybe you need family nights to just connect with your loved ones. Or maybe you need some time alone after a long week at work. Be sure to balance your needs so that you aren't overbooked and over busy. For work, it's so common to take a day off when we're not feeling well physically. But what about mental health day? That's just as important. As a perfectionist, it can be really easy to constantly stay in the state of doing Trust me, I know, <laughs> but it is okay to just relax. It is okay to be, and it is okay to take a day off to engage in self-care because that again is just as important. Prioritizing mental health is indeed prioritizing you. 
So I hope that this conversation helps you change the narrative of what mental health means to you. Again, that is the start of helping destigmatize mental health. Know that feelings of isolation can come from not knowing what to do or who to turn to. So instead of being harsh on yourself because of your feelings, habits, thoughts that are out of control, just remind yourself that we are more than our bad days because we are human. Needing help is not a bad thing. Sometimes we do need that extra push or that extra support from trusted professionals that are there for a reason. Also, and I love this piece of advice because it's in the foundation of everything that I do, take things in bite-sized pieces. That means that you don't have to do all of the things. Starting out with the simple basic things is a start. So if it was a lot for you to just get out of bed this morning, celebrate that. If it's a lot for you to finish that assignment you've been working on for a week, celebrate that. Take the time to celebrate your wins and know that the little of accomplishments, no matter how basic, the little accomplishments and improvements really do matter because it's all of the small things that eventually amount to the big things. We can be our own worst critics. I think we know that. But often we forget that we don't always know what others are experiencing. Remember, just because they carry things well doesn't mean things are not heavy for them too. So be intentional about spreading light and positivity. It really does go a long way, especially when we're going through a rough patch. So know that when we're dealing with hardships, trauma, anxiety, worry, sadness, we must remind ourselves that what we are experiencing can indeed be painful and scary, uncharted territories and something new. And even when we've taken that step to seek out help and we're finally able to improve a little bit, even that can be scary because then we find ourselves breaking away from the pain that felt familiar after a while. And it's new to move toward a more positive, healthy version of ourselves. But know that you can do it. Don't be afraid to change the narrative and embrace every new version of yourself. I now invite you to join me for this short guided meditation. So right now, regardless of where you are or what you're doing, allow yourself to take a deep breath in and a full breath out. Thinking about the message you just heard which for some may just be informative, but for others, it may hit deep, depending on our experiences and what we've been through. Know that just like roller coasters, our lives have ups and our lives have downs too. Sometimes, they have swerves and turns that you weren't expecting. And sometimes they have loop-de-loos that can take us for a loop, unintended. But know that just as our breath goes in 
and outs are experiences, whether they be deemed as positive or negative, good, bad, or indifferent, they also come and go. Nothing lasts forever. Not the feeling of happiness or the feeling of sadness. Not the feeling of excitement or the feeling of exhaustion. And sometimes when we're unable to come out of these feelings on our own, it is okay to seek help. Know that one act of kindness, no matter how intentional or random, can make a huge difference in someone's life. And it all starts with you. Have a great week. I hope you enjoyed this week's show. It would mean a ton if you took this moment to review the Free to Be Mindful podcast on the platform you catch your favorite shows. That quick and easy act lets me know what you enjoy and it helps others find the podcast too. And of course, don't forget to subscribe so you can listen along next week. In the meantime, I welcome you to catch me on social media at Counselor V De Jesus. And as always, remember, in a world where you are free to be anything that you want to be, you are always free to be mindful. Catch you next week.